In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Family, before we begin our meditation, I found out something yesterday, quite by accident, providence, I should say, all is providence. Do you remember, not last Sunday, but the Sunday before that, I eviscerated the underlying supposed justification that Governor Evers gave us for the mask, and he said he relate he based it all upon this study that came out of the university. It wasn't even a study. It was some scientists working together. They came up with this model. They were scientists at the University of Washington. Specifically, they were scientists in the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation. And at the time, I didn't know the background, didn't know the backstory on this particular organization at the University of Washington, but I did say, of course, we could take this as a given out there, left-wing Washington, left-wing university, that we might just be suspicious of whatever it is they're saying. Well, look what I found out just by Providence yesterday. Turns out that Bill and Melinda Gates have given $279 million specifically to the Institute for health metrics and evaluation at the University of Washington. And you remember Bill uh, praised his father, who was head of Planned Parenthood. Jesus said, a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. By the way, Bill and Melinda, have also given, I think, another one of the awards to the University of Washington. Another department was like $310 million for something else to do with populations and health around the world. And in total, have given $1.25 billion. This is in the Washington Post. $1.25 billion to the University of Washington for such research as fits his inclinations. Look at that, $279 million the Institute of Health Metrics and Evaluation, are we surprised that Governor Evers has relied upon that? Connect the dots, dear family. Connect the dots. You know, I always, you've heard me say it when I was was teaching the kids. I said, listen, all you need to know who to vote for is find out who Hollywood is voting for and just vote for the other guy. Same for Gates. Find out who he's supporting, what he's supporting, and just know it's a... And this is just Jesus saying it. A bad tree cannot produce good fruit, period. What a stunning revelation. I don't, I don't know how I stumbled upon that yesterday. Providence. But it's, it only confirms what we already knew. We're not going to rely upon our humanity, upon the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation funded by Bill Gates. Nope, sorry, we're not doing that. And if somebody is, if somebody's mandating something upon us based on that, we got a problem with that person. Well, that's not very artfully all said, but just connect the dots, dear family. And a family, today, we heard from Ezekiel, great prophet. Let us ponder what he said, whether or not we have the mark of the Tau. You know, it's like that. 
shaped like a T, the tau on our foreheads, or whether we have the mark of the beast. That matters in the end. The people with the tau, as you heard in Ezekiel, they were spared. Go over those, don't mess with those guys. People with the mark of the beast, slaughter them, show no mercy. That's the Lord speaking. In the first passage of sacred scripture, the Lord cried out, and Ezekiel wrote it down, mark a tau on the foreheads of those who moan and groan over all the abominations that are practiced within it, within the city. So the question Catholics have to ask themselves is, if we looked in the, if we looked in the mirror just before those men with destroying weapons in their hands came at us, would we have the towel on our foreheads and be safe? Or would we be amongst the old men, youth, maidens, and women and children of whom the Lord commanded those men with weapons in their hands to, quote, to wipe them out? Is it hard to tell? Is it hard to tell who has the towel and who does not? And sometimes, dear family, it actually is pretty easy, pretty easy to tell the many who do not remember, many will not have the towel. Few will have the towel. Again, Jesus said it. Well, we can figure it out. It's, it's a simple, so we're starting with the simple fact that sin is sin and it is objective. But a sin for me is sin for you and vice versa. Sin is sin, it's objective. And while we cannot always judge the gravity of the sin for any one person, for that judgment is unto God alone, we can still judge and we must judge. We are required to judge sin as sin. Look what, look what the gospel said. Listen, when you see somebody sinning, you go and tell them. That means we have to judge it. Sorry, Pope Francis, you don't say, who am I to judge? We're supposed to judge all the time. That's the gospel of Jesus, our Lord. It's our Catholic duty. It's an act of spiritual mercy to admonish the sinner, just like the gospel said today. Sin is sin, and we can't judge the gravity in each soul. That's God's alone. It is, sin is objective, and what is sin for me is sin for you, and vice versa. So a great example, a great example would be the rioters, looters, burners, and shooters. It'd be a grave sin for you or me to bust down the window of a retail store and steal a new pair of Nikes or an iPhone. That's grave sin, it also is grave sin when anyone associated with Black Lives Matter participated in the $60 million rampage in Chicago. By the way, I Googled pretty thoroughly. I really tried your family. I Googled pretty thoroughly and could not find a single article or example wherein Catholic leadership in Chicago or elsewhere spoke up against the enemies of the people. So many people are like sheep without a shepherd, dear family. Let us... However, get it straight, there were no towels on the heads, on the foreheads of any of those rioters, looters, burners, and shooters. If then let us ponder the Ten Commandments. The first three commandments regard our holy relationship with God. Remember, this is the first of the two great commandments. Love God above all things. The seven last commandments regard our holy relationship with each other, with, or the, Say, so, yeah, withhold. Let me see, where am I? The last seven commandments regard our holy relationship with each other. The second of the two great commandments 
love our neighbor as ourselves. Obviously, the rioters, looters, burners, and shooters are violating every conceivable aspect of the last seven of the Ten Commandments regarding our holy relationship with each other, but also the second of the two great commandments. There were no towels on the heads, on the foreheads of the rioters, looters, burners, and shooters. But let us say someone, such as ourselves, does not riot, loot, burn, and shoot his neighbors. Is that good enough for the Tao? Nope. Sorry, but it's not good enough. Not good enough to be just nice to everybody. Remember the gospel event, not a parable, but an actual event, the one entitled The Rich Young Man that went like this. As Jesus was setting out on a journey, a man ran up, knelt before him, and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus answered him, well, you know the commandments. You shall not kill. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. Here's five, six, and seven. You shall not bear false witness. Eight, you shall not defraud. Honor your father and your mother. That's number four. And then remember that the rich young man said to Jesus, well, teacher, all of these I have observed since my youth. Now notice your family, the commandments, we've talked about this at least once before, the commandments Jesus mentioned and the commandments that the rich young man had kept since youth all relate to the last seven of the Ten Commandments. They're all subsumed in the second great commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. As to these, the rich young man claimed an impeccable resume. But did he have the towel? No. Quote, Jesus looked at him. He loved him. And he said to him, you are lacking in one thing, go sell what you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. Follow those first three commandments. Follow the first and greatest commandment, love God above all things. You're lacking. No tau. You want to inherit eternal life, you can't be lacking. In other words, Jesus was saying, while you may have followed the last seven commandments since youth, you're still lacking because you aren't following the first three. And of course, we know what happens next. At that statement, his, the, the rich young man's, face fell and he went away sad for he had many possessions. Your family, God gave us a brain, so let us use it and realize that, watch, if Jesus just told that rich young man, hey, buddy, Good job on those seven commandments. Am I glad to hear, as if you didn't know, am I glad to hear that you've kept them since youth? You are good to go. Here, let me personally put that towel on your forehead. You have no worries about those armed guys of it that Ezekiel spoke about. If Jesus had said that, the rich young man's face would not have fallen and he would not have gone away sad. But that's not what Jesus said to the rich young man. Jesus said, you're lacking. Not yet ready to put that towel on your forehead. Again, the commie Marxist Black Lives Matter with all the godless agenda it espouses and promotes and all the rioting, looting, burning and shooting it endorses is not in good relationship with the neighbors. So they're not getting the towel just for that reason alone. 
But the thing is, with all that in mind, the next part that Jesus then said should scare us all, as we as a whole tend to be doing pretty well. Jesus looked around, then after the rich young man goes away sad, no tau, Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples, I'm just quoting, the disciples were amazed at his words. So again, Jesus said to them in reply, children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. It's okay, we've, we've all heard of that part about the big old camel and the eye of the needle a ton of times. Probably few apply the one who is rich to themselves, but watch what comes next in the gospel. This is beautiful. The apostles who, unlike the rich young man, had, in fact, given up everything to follow Jesus. Remember the call? Remember the call of James and John and Peter and Andrew? Come follow me. Okay, drop the nets, leave Zebedee in the boat. We're following. Matthew, sitting at the table, all that money. You, he got up and he followed him. The apostles, unlike the rich young man, had given up everything to follow Jesus. Nevertheless, they applied the rich man cam camel in the needle to themselves. In an extraordinary moment, they themselves said, quote, where they... They were exceedingly astonished and said among themselves, then who can be saved? Do you remember there's another time in the gospel where, I think it was Peter said, oh Lord, we've given up everything to follow you. And our family, here's something I never, ever, until this morning, connected the dots when I saw or heard this gospel passage about the rich young man and the camel and the eye of the needle. And in order to fully connect these dots, remember the gospel we heard yesterday. In the gospel we heard yesterday, the disciples approached Jesus and said, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus and he called the child over, placed it in their midst and said, amen, I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever becomes humble like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And now recall the gospel words of Jesus when the rich young man walked away. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for, any, for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of heaven. And now listen closely to what Jesus said next. The disciples were amazed at his words. So Jesus said to them in reply, here it comes, dear family. Jesus then said to the apostles, children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. And there it is, dear family, dots connected. Jesus taught that we had to become like children in order to enter the kingdom of God. He told us we had to give up everything. We had to love God above all things in order to enter the kingdom of God. And when the apostles themselves, who, unlike the rich man, had given up everything to follow Jesus, when even the apostles were exceedingly astonished and said among themselves, and who could be saved, Jesus turned and called them children. In other words, they had the towel. Why? Because, let's not get too comfortable with that by the fact, because we can lose the towel we have. Judas is a case in point. But they had the towel because they had 
become like children so much so that Jesus addressed them as children. If only there are 10 commandments, the last seven apply to our holy relationship with each other. The first three apply to our holy relationship with God. The last seven apply to the second great commandment. The first three apply to the first and greatest commandment. The rich young man satisfied the last seven since youth. He satisfied the second great commandment, but he still was lacking. The apostles did satisfy the first three. They did satisfy the first and great commandment. And that is why Jesus called them children. If only we began our meditation today, pondering whether or not that mark of the Tao that Ezekiel spoke of, whether we have the mark of Tao on our foreheads or whether the alternative, of course, is whether we have the mark of the beast. That relates actually to that opening little preface about the, the Bill and Melinda Gates, 279 million to the Institute of Health Metrics and Evaluation at the University of Washington. Listen to your family, this is just one step. It's a incremental step because what's coming, if we're gonna believe Our Lady of Fatima, if we're gonna read, believe sacred scripture, if we're gonna be, believe the book of Revelation, sooner or later, here it comes, the mark of the beast. It's not gonna all of a sudden, just happen, it's, it's an incremental approach. And what's going on here, we need to connect the dots and recognize is an incremental approach making us compliant to what comes next, to what comes next, to come what comes next. And we're gonna accept willingly, the majority of people, the many people are gonna accept whatever that mark of the beast actually is. And we're gonna accept it and we're gonna see it because already we are accepting it. We unquestioningly, without challenge, what, these these orders, these fiats from these people who rule over us. Will we have the mark of the Tao on our foreheads or will we have the mark of the beast? Let us realize that it is not enough to be in a holy relationship with each other. It's not enough for me to wear a mask because I'm going to get you sick, which is a big lie to begin with. We must be, doesn't, nice people don't, you've heard me say it this way, nice people, they, they didn't, how'd it go? They don't crucify nice people, they crucify holy people. They, they, um, Jesus wasn't a nice person, Jesus was a holy person. That's how, why he got crucified. It's not enough to be in nice relationship with each other, those last seven commandments. We must be like little children in holy relationship with our father, the first and great commandment. That is why all those people about whom it is said, you hear it so often, so often, well, they were nice people. That doesn't mean they have the towel on their forehead. If you want to figure out who has the towel, do not look at the person's apparent relationships with other humans. Look more closely, dear family, at the person's relationship with God. And as to the rioters, looters, burners, and shooters, they don't even get past first base because they have failed the second great commandment. They have failed the last seven commandments, making it painfully obvious they failed the first and greatest commandment as well. No towel. No towel. Why aren't we hearing that from our leadership? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.